0: Hi and welcome to The Circle. You're listening to Journeys to the Self with me, Melanie. Wondering what The Circle is? Check out our website ww.thecircles.com.com or our Instagram account at thecirclostcom. In Journeys to the Self, every three weeks, with a special guest, we're exploring a specific behavior that guides us through our very own life journey. We're discussing personal experiences but also keys and tips to better understand and connect with our inner selves while growing and feeling better in our minds and souls. A way to face everyday life in a more confident, energized and clear way. In today's episode, we're discussing life patterns and how to break them throughout our journey. To do so, I've invited John, one of the first Swedes I've met when I arrived here in Stockholm. I find his approach to life very insightful. He has learned to focus on positive thinking and to develop his very own coping mechanism, enabling him to face whatever life has thrown at him with courage and clarity. So I thought that having him share a bit of his journey with us today could be a good source of inspiration for each and every one of us during these challenging times we're currently facing. But you might wonder, what are patterns? And how can you identify them in your life? Have you ever experienced situations that automatically trigger within you a specific behavior or a chain of thoughts? Or situations that keep repeating themselves, not with the same people, not in the same environment and probably years apart, but all feeling very similar and familiar? Or do you often notice a particular way you have to deal with negative thoughts on a regular basis? Well, if you've answered yes to any of these questions, it means you have patterns. They feel like similar variations of the same musical theme constantly repeating itself without us even noticing or if we want to go a bit further with the musical metaphor, like loops happening every 64 bits without us even hearing them. Patterns can be anything from the way an argument starts between you and your partner, the type of relationships you have with the boss or your colleagues, how you relate to your own body and intimacy, how you tend to fall sick, to even your ability to deal with a global crisis at your own personal level, just like what we are all experiencing right now. There are two important things to take into consideration when talking about patterns. The first one is that 95% of the time, patterns are unconscious, and the whole purpose is to learn how to be more aware of them and deal with them properly. The second one is that most of the time, we tend to unconsciously develop patterns that relate to our insecurities, fears, and layers of judgment and criticism. They stem mostly from our social self, but also from the darker part of our inner self. And just on a side note here, when we talk about the social self, we mean the self that we develop for others. So for our loved ones, for our friends, for the people we meet in the street, and overall for society, so that we can fit in. Whatever that means for each and every one of us. And beneath that level of self, well hidden within us, we have the inner self, which is where our most intimate and deepest thoughts, beliefs, fears, and dreams reside. Everything that makes us who we are intrinsically, at the very core of our being, but that we safely guard away from our social self. It's a mix between our most powerful light that shines within and our most rooted darkness that nurtures our insecurities but all in all, it's our gut, our intuition, our instinct, our sense of self-preservation, therefore it's our guide. Then, on a more spiritual level, there is our higher self. It's that part of our being that connects us to a greater power, building our very own creative energy and allowing us to have faith, whatever that means for each and every one of us. And then, In between those three layers lies the true self, the perfect balance between the social self, the inner self, and the higher self that we're trying to reach and that constantly leads our personal growth. Therefore, our life journey is all about finding or connecting with our true self. But let's go back to patterns. Because they are linked to our social self and to the darker part of our inner self, they tend to hinder our personal growth and to send us into a spiral of self-doubt, no matter if we're able to identify them or not. There is always that moment when you tell yourself, why the F that just happened again? Letting negative thoughts take over, blurring your clarity and your sense of self-confidence. So once we're able to identify those patterns, We now need to focus on creating new ones or recurring mechanisms that help us deconstruct them and be able to outgrow them, so that in the end, when we see those patterns happening again, we can take them as reminders to get back on track on the path of our true self. In my experience, I found that therapy has been of tremendous help in order to identify my own patterns and how to manage them properly. But this doesn't mean that every now and then I don't get lured into making the same mistakes again. For example, I will find myself in a particular situation that honestly I would have probably helped create, feeling bad, frustrated, and a bit depressed about, not understanding how I could have ended up here or why I would feel this way. But then I will have some sort of wake up call moment when I realize that yet again I'm in that specific pattern which allows me to rapidly take a step back, understand what is going on, and clearly identify the root of the problem. And even though I have not necessarily found the proper way to deal with it, or to avoid it, I am able to rationalize it and be less dramatic about it. I can take a deep breath, let go, and move on. So pattern definition and rationalization is my way of breaking patterns for my own good. Over time, I've grown quicker at identifying when and why something was wrong and act on it. Now, let's discover how John deals with his own patterns. Hi, John, and welcome to The Circle. Thank you. Thanks for being here today. I'm super excited about this conversation because I think it was like last week or a few days ago that we were planning to do this and i had sent you you know a list of topics to discuss about you know patterns and you said that you were having a lot of thoughts around this and i'm really curious to see where this conversation is going to go
1: (laughs) yeah those were some questions that that demanded a little bit of, uh, of thinking
0: yeah, I can imagine. But so before we start, maybe it would be great if you could introduce yourself a little bit and, you know, just tell us a bit more about yourself. What's your approach to life and like what sparks joy, you know, and happiness, maybe?
1: Of course, Um Okay, so my name is John Lagerquist. Um, I'm a creative director at an agency that I uh, founded. Um, I'm the father of three. Um, on a personal note, I love to practice sports uh, like martial arts and climbing until uh, uh, sickness that I caught three years ago. Uh, other things, <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's very traditional. I love being with my family. Yeah. I love to travel. I love photography, both the photography of others and uh, the photography I do myself or I always like wanted to be better at music than than that I am but uh, I'm DJing at home and I produce songs that I play and then delete from the hard drive (laughs) (laughs) so it's not really actually doing music as much as maybe meditation with sound okay (laughs) and approach to life wow well I I try to um I try to always like stay positive uh, and and enjoy it as much as possible because nothing lasts forever. Uh, I think on a like deeper note, when I thought about it, I I know like deep within me that life is always movement. It's actions and emotions and impressions. So it's like either you give them or you receive them. Keep on moving. I think is is like something I try to live by. And marks um, joy. This this is interesting because. Uh, Actually, when when, when you send me these questions, uh, I was thinking like, oh, before my sickness, what sparks joy has a lot to do with like sports and and, uh, stuff like that. And then we have the Corona situation where like, hey, just going for a walk is, you know, joy in these times, leaving the apartment. So so, um, who I was like as a physical person three years ago, who I was a person like, three weeks ago and who I am as a person today actually affects like what sports joy and, and happiness uh, but in general I think I, I I enjoy a lot of things I'm, I'm very curious um, I tried um, I tried to to kind of like do meditation, like in order to calm down. But I, I, I like the procedure doing it. But I don't like the, like the whole mindfulness thing. Uh, because it kind of indicates that calm is better than movement somehow. It's a little yeah. bit uh, elitist. But most of all, I think like it's it's boring, you know, you can meditate and be in movement, you don't have to sit still, you don't have to be this serene, like, mm. stuck. you know, yoga pose or whatever, and, and you yeah. think about one thing at a time. I, I like when things, you know, move around. I I, I thought about, like, what, uh, what sparks my joy and happiness, and I, I my my therapist a long time ago, she asked me, like, I, I would find, like, a metaphor of my personality, uh, and she was, like, talking about rocks, trees, flowers, and such, and I was like, nah, maybe I'm more <laughs> like a sail. You know, <laughs> because when when it's blowing, I'm I'm really at my best. I have a lot of energy, and I I know what to do. I feel useful. But you know, when I'm not doing anything, I I I just kind of hang out. Um, yeah, you know what I mean. It's. Um,
0: yeah, I think so, actually. But how does it translate then when you're not doing something or when you're not active, especially since movement is so important for you? I'm curious to know about
1: um Yeah, it's, it, it's really, really hard. So I had this bone disease that struck me three years ago, and I ended up with two titanium hips, of which one is malfunctioning. So it had to be uh, reoperated uh, this December when they took it away, and in January when they put it back, and now I'm like on this uh, rehab from hell kind of uh, very long program. Well, I have to, you have to adapt. It's interesting. I think here's where the like the the number one thing in in my sort of approach to life, how how to stay positive. It's like when you think about what is the alternative. Yeah, and that kind of that kind of helps me to do something with the situation that I'm at, at the moment. And, uh, and I look at what they are, what are the options? Well, at least I, you know, like before my first surgery, I was like, will I go back to martial art? And the day after my surgery, I was like, will I ever be able to go to the restroom? (laughs) So You kind of of move your horizon. That's to be quite honest, uh, a week after the first surgery, I, I was very, very depressed. And then I kind of work my way back. But as you move uh, or as you recover, you kind of move your goals. And sometimes it's easy to move your goals a little bit faster than your body can cope with. So yeah. So I think like I started a, a little less than a year after my my uh, second hip surgery. I I think it was like six months later. I decided to start boxing. Even that movement put so much on my body that I. I I couldn't do it. And then, of course, I also did not know that I had an infection in in my right hip. So, but still, it's it's like my my mind wants to do things and my body cannot deliver anymore. And uh, that is something that I kind of have to cope with all the time.
0: Yeah, because, you know, it's fairly easy, at least for me, because I have this type of personality that I can set my mind to do many, many, many things. But then afterwards, there are many limitations to why I cannot do that specific thing. Mm. And this creates a lot of frustration for me, the goal then is how can I not be frustrated about that and how can I change my perspective and maybe there is another way to do things and maybe that specific goal that I had in mind and I, that I wanted to accomplish, maybe I can go about it in a different way and it doesn't mean that I cannot do it it's just that I just need to adapt mm. as yeah. so I, I think it's, it's very interesting what you, you're sharing around the relationship between the mind and the body, mm. because yeah, the two are definitely super related. And in the same way that, you know, your mind is affected by your body, um, your body is also affected by your mind. Mm. And you kind of have to always think about those two going hand in hand because obviously your injury has had an impact on your, on your mindset and on your perspective and on your way to go around life. And that requires, yeah, a lot of adaptation and a completely change in, in lifestyle, I would imagine.
1: Yeah, for sure. I I think there's like this third element. Yeah. I, I need to balance body, mind. And, and desire, and I'm, I mean, like, or ambition, because, like, what what my head wants to do, and thinks I'm capable of or almost like uh, imposes that I should be capable of is not the same as my mind knows it can and my body knows it can you know they have different agendas (laughs) 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 and it's it's uh, and and living with that it, it it's it's a little bit like learning how to live with uh like a constant disappointment in one way
0: But don't you think that maybe it has also to do with accepting a situation and forcing, not forcing, but, you know, working around uh, the fact that your mind has to adjust to a new situation and your body has adjusted to it but you have to have your mind adjust to it as well and maybe it's it's around acknowledging that that things are different and probably i would talk about patterns now but maybe not ending up in a pattern where your mind is separated from your body and then it creates as you said disappointment or deception because you're not able to do what you would like to do no that's
1: true acceptance is is very important in in this type of situation but at the same time I, I know that I, I have like I've been in constant pain uh, since I had the malfunction of the, of the first prosthetic and and I'm still in this pain. this the pain is, is easy to accept. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the fact that I don't have the same energy as I had before the sickness, Mm. this is a fact i just have to deal with because i i i I don't have as much energy but it's almost like i don't want to accept the fact that i will not be able to do some things in the future because that that is kind of i really believe in like positive visualizations it's like one of my ways that i use like one of my good patterns in order to uh to, to, uh, to keep a positive mindset mm-hmm. and that I would be able to go back to boxing is like one of the things that also keep me going through the pain and through yeah. the energy. So, so I it's, understand. It, it's, um, acceptance is an important, yes, but as long as it doesn't take away hope.
0: Yeah, totally. You're totally right. So it's a, it's a mix between acceptance, adaptation, hope, strength, confidence, like everything comes into play, like when you get into that type of situation.
1: Yeah, I would say there's n- not a feeling that I haven't had in the last two years. Really.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so do you feel like where you are today is different, obviously, from where you were three weeks ago, I would imagine, but um, also where you were three years ago?
1: like the, the big difference is b- before if i if i had a bad day i could go to the dojo and i could come out happy uh, i could do something active and just by doing something uh, that took my mind off of uh, of work or or family life or whatever uh, that was troubling me at the time just by doing a, a physical positive thing i could i could change my entire mindset and i could come back like totally content and happy or if i did something wrong i could come back and say like I'm really, really sorry. I was in a bad place before. Uh, Obviously today I cannot, it's not really, it doesn't really work the same way. So I think the way that I, I, do it today is that I kind of make little pauses Uh, I don't actually I try (laughs) to make little pauses where where I stop for a moment and I I I kind of think through that am I going in the right direction is this going in the good way I kind of have to evaluate more when I don't have the physical outlet that I used to have
0: I can imagine it's quite the journey to figure it all out and so therefore how do you see patterns entering this journey at the moment? Yeah, have you ad- identified any patterns?
1: Um, I mean, my life in particular to like after the surgery, uh, I think I work much more, more like this. life In life in general, I have lots of patterns, like both really good ones and bad ones. And I try to break the bad ones and create good ones. That's sort of the general, the general yeah. approach but uh, i think like positive thinking is so much more important now or since i like that the possibility to to sort of get this balance with my body i i really need to rely on like uh, ways of staying positive because that gives me energy and uh yeah. It's always been like a strong I, I think it's it's been a strong power of mine. I mean, I really want to stress and and, and you know me a little bit, so yeah <laughs> of course I, 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 I'm not like Mr. Happy and especially not all the time. I think my, my wonderful wife would agree to that, but yeah. <laughs> and my kids, but but you know, like, like the power of positivity is so obvious when you when you work in an agency. I've worked in especially when you fail. If you fail in a team with negative energy, it just takes away confidence and you come out weaker as a team after it. But if you have a positive team, like with a positive energy in the team, at least you learn something from this. And actually the team comes out stronger and more prepared to do better next time. Uh, So I think positivity is very, very important to me. But negative thoughts, bad confidence is one of my personal most reoccurring patterns. I can with like surgical precision, find weak points in every of my action, and I can tear to pieces, you know, I can, uh, I can really dwell in what i don't do so well so so for this reason i think when my body was failing like thinking positive and thinking like how to achieve what i want is become even more important
0: yeah i understand that it's almost like to compensate one more let's say negative pattern you have to have another good one that comes and like erases the negative impact of that not so great pattern
1: yeah right exactly and since I don't have the outlet of, of of sports in the same sense, these positive ones. I was listing, like not in particular order, easily like ten different ten different things that that I um, that I do or or try to make a habit out of to maintain this like positive uh, positive mindset.
0: All of us really need to get into a more positive thinking, and it, right before you you know you start listing those um, uh, for you. I, I think that I've noticed among my friends, one particular thing is that whenever someone tries to be super positive or try to break with what is bringing on negativity, especially if it's like people or situations or things like that, then other people start judging the fact that they want to detach themselves from that. Yeah. And I find this really, really, really absurd. And I wonder if it's because people are either jealous that other people are being so able to be positive and being able to identify what's uh, good and what's bad and how to basically put aside the bad part, or if it's because they just literally don't understand and do not see it that way which I have trouble envisioning so I would say like my negative self and my pessimistic self would say that that has actually more to do with jealousy and not being able to do yourself what you see the other person doing all of this to say that I think it's super super important and super great that you're actually being super genuine on what you do to be positive, and also have a, I would imagine, a more pragmatic approach to that, um, because people need to hear that. People need to hear that it's okay to be positive, and also it's okay to to break up with what's not good for you, no matter what it is. Nothing is forcing you to stay in a situation that makes you unhappy.
1: No, I don't know where it came from, but but there's an expression: everyone's a critic. And of exactly. course, it's the easier. No one's perfect. That's another expression we have, and they kind of spring from the same source, uh, <laughs> or the same <laughs> like like yeah. balance, if you will. Um, yeah. Because it's it's always easier to criticize someone else's behavior than changing yourself or whatever it's interesting.
0: Who are we to judge in more general terms in life? You know, we're, we cannot step into other people's shoes. We don't know what their lives are made of. We don't know what are their personal situations. We are not in their brains or in their minds. Obviously are allowed to have an opinion, especially, you know, as a partner or as a friend, but that's it. That's an opinion and it cannot be a judgment and it cannot be, you know, some sort of approval or or disapproval actually
1: i think we we are all prone to negative thoughts most people more or less have like um uh, bad confidence sometimes in some Mm -hmm. points and and you know like oneself is always like the hardest critic you almost never have to point out what is wrong with something if you say that you did wrong most people know what they did wrong
0: yeah true (laughs) yeah it's true yeah
1: you really don't have to you don't really have to dwell on it or explain it to them because they know. And um, and and really, like if you want to if you want to bring someone down, you can of course spend twenty minutes explaining exactly why you did wrong. But in general, you never have to do that because if something turns out not as good as you hoped for, they are the first to know.
0: Yeah, it's true. You're totally right. Uh, yeah.
1: So, my, uh, my little, my little, yeah, little, my top 10. <laughs> exactly.
0: No,
1: I, I just brought it in uh, because it maybe, maybe, you know, it could help someone. So um, it's in no particular order except for the first one. And usually when I feel like really, really low, I just think, so what's the alternative? Really, I am not gonna stop moving. If I can move just a little bit, I'm gonna move just a little bit. You know, it's not, I cannot give up. If I, if I want to achieve something and it doesn't really go my way, it's like, oh yeah, but should I give up now? And do what? You know, this situation with Corona puts a lot of strains on on uh, people and business. And of course, it's like, then I just use this rule. Like, what is the option? Yeah, I could go home and do nothing. Uh, or I can go home and, you know, like try and make some good. But that's that's my, like, my first thing. It's super, super simple. It's like, don't submit.
0: Yeah, it's uh, what is the alternative, exactly. basically.
1: Uh, okay second one is is then when you know that you don't have a possible uh, you know like a good alternative that you have to f- fight on it's like what are the possibilities you have at hand like what can you work with and for me like with my uh, sickness then like okay so i have seven you know 75% of my limbs or if you count the head, 80% are f- yeah. working quite nicely. So what can I do with those? Maybe, I, you know, maybe when when I'm a little bit more healed, I can start to swim and then I can start riding a bike and then we will go from there. Like what are the possibilities? Three is a very classic one. I, I try to make visualizations of success like see the goal okay. in front of you associate yourself with that and yourself like getting there this is something I, I mean it's it's super common but that I've uh, I've done that quite a few times with with success and it's something that I do a little bit automatically if I really really want something number four on this list is like goals they need to be clear and reachable now I, I know that I'm I'm contradicting myself in terms of like wanting to to go boxing again. But define the goals uh, and make them small at first. So you can like, mm-hmm. like feel that you're making progress. Yeah. And then number five uh, is something that I do. I try and compartmentalize my thoughts and ideas. So I try okay. to uh, separate different things. Like,
0: I totally understand what you're saying. Basically, it's like you need to take things for what they are in a particular setting or in a particular situation. Yes. Um, and maybe try to sometimes separate, um, yeah. you know, what, what is the essence of the problem
1: and just deal with exactly. that. Exactly. Uh, yeah. To cut out the influences. I think this is something I, I use rather frequently. Uh, okay with some success <laughs> always improving but it's a pattern that that i really use okay and then when you compartmentalize you can connect this to your goal so it's important that you don't try to do everything at once and also is it important enough make a list so you know which things that are the most important to you because otherwise you will lose your positive energy on like item number 8 or 27 on the list then you don't have enough ma- energy maybe yeah. to take care of item number 1 and 2 which maybe is your family and work yeah number 6 is is a rather new thing uh, one of the things i i try to make a pattern it's like help someone be of service i mean it makes you feel better other feel better i have a very very uh, close friend that taught me that always approach a problem with a mindset how can i assist or how can i mm-hmm. help and this okay. really opened things up for me i'm a consultant so of course a lot of things that I do has about like finding solutions but sometimes this mindset really gives you the possibility to come into a situation and really deal with the things that are on the table like given this situation how can my particular skill set be of best use it's not so much about like selling a solution as helping someone It's a it's a nicer and it's a freer way of looking what I do yeah it is so so that I think is is It's really, really cool. I'm not... It's not a pattern yet, but I'm trying to make it one of my good habits or good patterns. Okay. Number seven, it's um, a little bit out of fashion. Uh, Be kind, because then... (laughs) it's like the uncool thing to say but i i
0: why i mean i think it's super relevant i think people are not kind at all either to themselves or to other people it's really 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 relevant at least to me
1: (laughs) yeah i mean it's it's always relevant but i think it's always relevant because we always need to be reminded of it yeah and we have a tendency to glorify like the the strong lonesome stranger (laughs) Mm -hmm. also like like i don't need anyone blah, blah blah and there are very few kind heroes in sweden there's a guy called bamse i'm a big fan no but but it's 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 like this thing i it's so powerful to show a little kindness once in a while uh always remind to to do that because what it does is kind of fills you up on positive energy
0: it is it's true it's so so true so so true but it's hard to do because people don't necessarily you know give back kindness that you share You have to accept that you give without expecting anything in return.
1: Yeah, maybe the kindness given will not return to you like in the same context. Like, like maybe we need to be better at acknowledging. Like, I seem to have—I don't know who it is—but we have some really kind neighbors. um, Like, put up notes that if anyone needs help shopping during these times, we don't have any symptoms, and we would love to help you. They put that in like like the doorway. Or, or the gate yeah. uh, close mm. to the street. I bet it's the same people that every Easter puts an Easter egg there. Just uh, yeah. you know, like it. Some people have it, and and you know. Um, so maybe like some kindness I put in in one aspect uh, yesterday will be repaid in a Easter. Probably not this Easter though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no probably not
1: <laughs> so so like maybe maybe we should not look for the return of kindness in the same way and maybe like you said maybe not look for it at all point number eight never be embarrassed and yeah that's a good one to be quite honest it's like never like you know put yourself down or, f- or feel shame for something or embarrassed um, i think make the joke about you and never on someone else it's kind of like this like the same thing i mean don't be too tied up and and you know like like in swedish you say you like offer yourself like here's what i have to give to them bring to the table Mm. and and you don't you're not too picky about it it's it's nicer with people who can laugh and you know like just make mess of themselves and just laugh about it than you know the opposites yeah but at the same time i think it's really important (laughs) that you stand up for yourselves
0: yeah that's so true so so true
1: so yeah. it's always like a balance, not to listen too much to, to others. Mm-hmm. And step number 10 is to never follow lists because there are no shortcuts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> so I think now, but the strongest one that the, the, the two, uh, two things that I, that I always go to is like, think about the alternative and compartmentalize. Those two are like really, really strong ones for me.
0: First, I'm super impressed that you actually have a list of that because I mean, that I'm sure really helps a lot, you know, have it either in the back of your mind or have it, you know, written down somewhere so that you can go back to that in times of need. Mm. and i'm actually quite curious to you know get to know how you came up to create that list for me that's a really 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 strong accomplishment in terms of self-growth and like understanding oneself so i am yeah super impressed i would have never thought of doing such a thing
1: honestly it's only nine Because the 10th was a joke, but yeah, but still (laughs) (laughs) it puts
0: things into perspective. (laughs) It's a, it's a reminder.
1: Yeah. But in, in all honesty, I think, I mean, a lot of these tools are. Are tools that you would hear like famous athletes they always use visualization i'm no famous athlete but you know it's 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 a technique that is well known most of these are well known but but some of these i actually use and it was just like when my friend said like how do you stay positive and it's like yeah but what is the option and then i thought mm. that's that's step one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then and then Then I was like just digging a little bit, like the different things, and I just broke them down.
0: So, uh, how often do you resort to that list?
1: I would say, like, think about like what is the alternative, like, usually, like, every day, compartmentalize. It's just a way I'm trying to kind of like everything that is not easy to say yes or no to, or Mm -hmm. anything you have to think a little bit about. It's like just take away the like the buses and noises so you can get down to like what is really the problem. And I think that is also something that maybe comes from from my work i think a lot of a lot of the work that we help our clients with is to first of all help them see the problem for what it actually is
0: yeah true yeah so it's about you know removing all the layers that accumulate something and and then going to the root Oh. Of the problem or to the root of the issue
1: in this type of discussion there's always the the filter of self yeah what you can never sort of away when you like defining a, a problem is like you see this with your eyes and with your experiences and and you bring on your history to the problem so so then then like the removal of self could actually also be something that that you might want to want to think about if you want to to see a problem clearly I mean, maybe it could be a a good pattern in everyday life as well. Yeah, true. your, Your own feelings is always like there and kind of hindering you from doing what you really should be doing.
0: Yeah, true. And I think it circles back really well to what we were saying earlier around like a criticism, judgment, um, etc. Yeah. And the reason why you're doing that is because you see it from your own perspective Yeah, and forget to maybe step aside for one second. And it's not about like putting yourself in the other person's shoes, but it's about understanding their perspective or Mm. or just yeah just seeing things differently for one second and what can it bring you you know it it can either bring you something completely new and eye-opening and bring you know clarity and a a true sense of understanding or it can bring you nothing but then you don't have any more doubts
1: you know Mm. so I mean one of my points on my list is like stand up for yourself and that is absolutely not removing yourself it's the opposite so it's it's like important to know when to when to do what Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah and 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 I think it's totally about finding the right balance mm-hmm. and also about boundaries Yeah boundaries that you put for yourself boundaries that you put for others and how do you deal with that when is it okay to have some well it's always okay to have some yeah. but maybe you have to <laughs> be a bit flexible <laughs>
1: Yes of course. I mean it's it's funny when you when when you said balance. I I remember when you sent me the the questions I kind of discovered that always when I thought about balance it's always like 50-50. But balance when it comes to people mm-hmm. could be like 70 of something and 30 of something or you know it's yeah, balance true. is it's not like an always an equality between action or inaction. For for me as a person I would say like my balance is like maybe 30% calm and 70% something else.
0: <laughs> All of that is experience that you've had uh, over the past few years and again that list that you've created and how you've been able to create some good patterns for you to you know grow as an individual and you know feel a bit more fulfilled no matter the situation in which you are what would you have liked to share with your younger self is there anything that you would have liked
1: no, to share with your younger self? There's a there's a psychology test where one of the questions is if you had to choose your 30 year old body or uh, with a 70 year old mind or a 70 year old body with a 30 year old uh, mind, uh, like which one would you yeah. choose? Like like you 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 would be like super fit or, or or like very old in the head? And and it was so interesting. I I don't know exactly how it was written. It's like. One of these things I really enjoy. I mean, I, I learn things along the way, so I, I, I think yeah. to my younger self, it's like if I would, if I could, if I would come to my twenty-year-old self and say, like, John, you need to compartmentalize. <laughs> just like, just like <laughs> yeah, you pretentious motherfucker. <laughs> you know, get out yeah. of my face. <laughs>
0: Thanks a lot, John, for you know sharing all of this with us today. I think it was very, very enlightening and I'm really grateful to have had the opportunity to discuss how you're able to create positive energy for yourself and for oh, others. So,
1: it was so fun and lot. very, very interesting to uh, to be a part of this. Thanks.
0: Thank you. So I hope John's journey has inspired you and that you might even be able to create your very own list of solutions to break your patterns. He has been kind enough to send me his actual list, which I'll be posting on the podcast Facebook group, check out facebook.com slash groups slash journeys to the self. But if you're not able to create a similar list or feel like you're not there yet, no worries, there are other ways. One thing that I think could be really helpful is starting to journal and track those patterns. Next time you end up in a situation or behavior that feels familiar and you're having that what-the-f moment, write down what happened and how it is making you feel. Take the time to list the circumstances, the context, the outcome, your emotions and your frustrations. And also what could have been done instead, how you wish you had reacted otherwise. Once you're done with that part, Try to think of another similar situation and how it has affected you. Notice the similarities, particularly regarding the outcome. Are you able to find a pattern there? If not, then that's okay. Store that for later, and next time you find yourself in a similar position, get back to your journal, go through this introspection again, and see where it leads you. Eventually, if you dig deep, without any self-judgment, The patterns will show themselves clearly to you and just that will take you a step closer to your true self. And of course, keep in mind that you can always request the help of a professional, whether it's a therapist or a life coach, somebody who's unbiased and will support you no matter what. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share your comments and questions directly on our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash journeys to the self or via our Instagram account at thecircles.com. Enjoying this podcast? Then contribute to its growth by rating and reviewing it on the podcast platform of your choice. This will be of tremendous help.